0: This story is called Maya Love, a comedy by Aaron Steinmetz. Allow me to be perfectly clear with the story I'm about to tell. It's a love story, pure and simple. A love story to end all love stories with an ending that hasn't been written yet. Her name is Maya, and she will be mine. I first met Maya outside her china shop, Now, it bears mentioning that her shop, while having no aspersions against the East, is in fact a shop that sells china. The finest, most delicate of china, for Maya is in fact the finest and most delicate of women. At one glance, I knew she would be mine. Now, a love encounter is difficult to orchestrate, but I am a masterful conductor. So I donned my gas mask costume and told Maya she had a dangerous gas leak and she had to flee, flee, run away from her china shop with great haste. Perhaps I should take a step back and explain my actions. You see, it's simply not possible to walk up to a woman and introduce yourself. It takes a moment, a crossing of paths. But if one waits for such a moment to arrive naturally, then one will wait a lifetime. So some orchestration is necessary, some crafting. So naturally, I broke into her china shop and fiddled with the gas lines. A little twist here, a little snap there, and voila. A gas man can tell her to flee her china shop and she'll listen, because she's smelled gas all morning. Free to assist her free of charge with her tragic and thoroughly unexpected gas leak, I tightened here, and repaired there, and before long the leak was gone. More or less. I mean, I intended for the leak to be gone. More on that later. The problem solved, and the leak vanquished. Maya was so happy to have my help, she actually hugged my hand with her hand. It was beautiful. She gave me her phone number and her extension so I could call her anytime I wanted during normal business hours. I was elated. I was enthralled. How wonderful it is to find love and acquire it with only some minor trespassing and a smidgen of vandalism. I spent that evening in celebration with a 12-pack of whiskey and a half a bottle of reds. The night was a blur in a field of cattle as I shared my story with a neighboring bull. I laughed. The bull moved. It was glorious. But time was of the essence, and I had precious little to prove my love for her. We we're soulmates, after all, and I had to do whatever it takes to make her love me. That's how love stories work, you know? Tricking someone into loving you with acts of deception that border on criminal. I consulted the wisest man I know, Ling, who runs China Chop. Now it bears mentioning that his butcher shop, while having no aspersions against the West, is in fact a butcher shop run by a Chinese person. Ling is a fine man with excellent taste in women. We split a bottle of blues and he sold me four pounds of monkey. You see, only the classiest of classy women consume monkey, and when properly prepared, monkey can soften the hardest of hearts. But the monkey meat was far from prepared. And before I could cook the meat, I first had to marinate the meat. And before I could marinate the meat, I had to chop the meat into the proper portions. And before I could chop the meat, I had to drown the meat. I stood by the bathtub, watching as four pounds of grade A monkey danced around the floor singing "Ooh ooh, ah, ah," without a care in the world, and I began rethinking my life choices. I suspect I did not rethink them enough. More on that later. There had to be a better way. Preparing your meat for consumption is new to me, and it had to be new to the monkey. I consulted the only person I knew who had friends and family who had gone through the process. I finished my bottle of blues and snatched the bottle of black and whites, (laughs) you know, because it was a special occasion. And then I consulted my friend, the bull. He stared at me that night, the full moon high above us, as I explained to him the importance of properly preparing the monkey and requested he politely explain to me the best way to prepare him so that I might extrapolate and interpret the process for use in a biped. He stared at me with half-closed eyes and mood. This was going to be harder than I planned. But Maya was worth it. Oh, the stories we would tell our children of the love that would not die, how Daddy met Mommy and won her over with monkey and fireworks. Well, there had to be fireworks. Of course there would have to be fireworks. I snuck into Maya's china shop and brought with me the fireworks I procured from Ling's china shop, setting up a series of sparklers around the candlelit dinner table. I was all set and ready for our romantic encounter. I just had a monkey to drown. Lacking the proper accoutrements to deprive my monkey of oxygen in the china shop, I began digging a moat outside the back door of the building, which seemed like the most logical solution once the black and whites ran out. Perhaps I should have saved some of the black and whites for later and not let the monkey play around in the area of the gas line I had fiddled with, and if I hadn't left the door open wide enough for the bolt to enter, perhaps things would have turned out differently. As it turns out, bulls don't like crossing giant holes filled with water, and had I known it had wandered into the china shop, I would not have filled it up. I mean, why would I? I'm not a moron that later. Suffice it to say, and to bring this long story to a close, the monkey split the line to an already leaking gas vein just as I was lighting the sparklers for our dinner in preparation to drown the monkey. The ensuing gas leak was a strong pressure and quite stinky affair. I fled the scene as fast as my two legs would carry me. Needless to say, the monkey didn't care for this development, and the bull in the china shop behaved much as one would expect. And once the sparks from the sparklers paired with the gas from the busted line, well, I'm told it was theoretically possible to see the explosion from space. Now, I understand I may not come off very well in this story, but rest assured my intentions were pure. Like I said at the beginning, this is a story about love. Love at the start, love at the end, and love at every point in between. I never said there wouldn't be blood, or tears, or raining bits of cow monkey across a three mile radius. But now that the story's told, I suppose I can admit one regret. As yet, Maya is not yet mine. As a matter of fact, she won't return my calls. I remain confident in failure that success will prevail, and one day she will be mine. At any rate, I'd like to conclude this story by thanking you for your time and providing me the venue to share it in my own words, Your Honor. I trust the forthcoming court case will prove my innocence. Or, at the very least, provide context for my numerous crimes. I'll return to my cell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Start Somewhere. Expect the next episode at your own risk. This episode was written by Aaron Steinmetz and performed by Aaron Steinmetz. The music was mixed by Aaron Steinmetz. For more information on Ehrenstein Mets and all it can do for you, head over to EhrensteinMets.com. If you can't spell it, Google it.